Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festivities festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just sixteen forty-nine. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. 
brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you gotta play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Raw Recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host, John Roca, freezing my nuts off here in this studio, which is why I have a jacket on. Joined, <laughs> as always, by the CEO of the Pro Wrestling Sheet, Ryan Satin. How are you, man? I'm actually not that cold. You're not? It's cold jacket, too. Well, because I don't want to get cold, but, <laughs> like... <laughs> Preventative measures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this Raw sucked. Wow! Strap in. You like this Raw? I would say I wasn't bothered by this Raw. This is going to be fun. Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, this right. was <laughs> probably the worst Raw I've seen in a long time. Wow. And I, you guys know me. I'm usually a very positive yeah. person when it comes to these shows. I was just dumbfounded by so many things. So let's just jump into okay. it. Do you mean storylines or do you mean action? Everything. All right. Let's just jump into it. <laughs> Vince McMahon comes out marching down, doing his thing. Vince doing his thing. Coming out there, starts a whole promo, talking about the WWE Universe, talking about the stars and the shake up everything and, and what have you. And then, boom, Roman Reigns comes out, interrupts him and says, you better watch your tone when you talk to me, boy. I'm a Superman punch you again. And they've been doing that whole thing on social media over the weekend, too, where yes. it was like, Roman said he was going to be on Raw, but then they said he's not going to be on Raw. Right. And then he said, no, no, I am going to be on Raw. Just have my music ready, which was very confusing. Yeah. Uh, but continue. Sorry. Like, like, I don't know. It bothers me that kayfabe on Twitter. I'm like, everybody knows this is a joke. None of this is part of the th Anyway, whatever. So he comes in, he does what he does. And then uh, he says that he's not listening to uh, uh, Vince's kids anymore. He's listening to WWE Universe. Then uh, Daniel Bryan comes out when uh, when uh, uh, Vince is crying about security and saying, you belong on SmackDown. You went to SmackDown. Then Daniel Bryan comes out and he goes, I, what is going on here? You're at SmackDown too. He says that Kofi shouldn't be champion, doesn't deserve to be champion, blah, blah, blah. Kofi interrupts. The fans go nuts. Kofi really working the fans so well as a face here on the top ropes. is all this kind of stuff. And it es essentially sets up a matchup later on down the road. But first... He talks about this wild card thing. Please, Ryan, take it away with this stuff. Well, explain it to me. I was watching it. I was. What was the point of a shakeup if you're just gonna let everybody jump brands? I was literally sitting here with anticipation, wondering how is he gonna explain this one. I love that he's dumped it on me instead. Of course, no. Yeah. Okay. So here's why. That's exactly why I didn't like it. Is like, I don't like when they pretend. What's the right word? I don't like it when they act as though what we saw on TV for the past few weeks mm -hmm. or things that were made very um, – they made big deals about on television and they just act like it didn't happen. Yeah. You know, like we had the superstar shakeup. Then they had it last for three weeks because they weren't really sure where they wanted to have people going. Yeah. Uh, then they finally solidify it and once it's supposed to be done now, we hoped – Right. They came up with this wild card rule, which pretty much invalidates the whole th entire superstar shakeup, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much the brand split, but I mean, it's get it's 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 getting to those waters. Right. Where, right I mean, right. like at a certain point, if you're having four people from each show going back and forth every show, then the, w there's really no point of the brand split unless 
unless you consider the rest of the wrestlers on each roster secondary talent. Right. That's, That's what it really feels like. That's essentially what it implies. That's essentially what it implies. Yeah. That, because in the, in, after the show, they put out like an explanation of what it means. What, they, uh, uh, it's never a good thing. An attempt to put out uh, an explanation of what it means. And I don't recall them saying this on the show, but it said that only a select number of superstars are going to be invited to be part of this wild card rule. Yeah. So it's not like all the wrestlers are open to just switch brands whenever they want. It's just going to be the top talent, obviously, right. who's going to be switching. So here's what it said. It said, a limited number of superstars from Raw or SmackDown will be invited to cross brand lines for one night only appearances. Pause. Does that mean, this is where one of my confusions comes. Does that mean the people who were on Raw this week that were from SmackDown cannot come to Raw the rest of the month? That's it. You got one night. That's what it says. One night only appearances. Or does that imply that you're only going to appear that night, but you could appear another night down the road, <laughs> but you're not a consistent performer on that night? That's how I read it. Because yeah. I go, yeah. there's no way if they're doing this, it was to only allow Rowan to be on the show once a month. Right. Like, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa. Or, like, to have Seth Rollins on SmackDown for right. a night. You know? Right. Um, Just... Stop with the brands already. I don't think there's any point to it, Ryan. Especially with, what, the Fox deal coming here about the star. This is why they did this. It's a bit of a creative on the fly, but you're, you're in essence, you're kind of like massaging the rules of things so that you can put your best talent or your most over talent on your on the big show of Fox and make sure the fans are watching and the ratings are up and, it, and the deal is worth it to you, right? And so this is what I find to be a bit... Uh, disingenuous of them and doing this whole uh, wildcard thing. So it just basically implies where you are on the roster, where you, if you qualify to be one of these people, therefore you're up at the tippy top. Once you move down from being able to go multiple, uh, both brands, then you're not, you're not essentially top tier talent. That's what they're saying. Or you're not involved in their storylines. It's kind of how it reads to me yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. So then it says uh, unauthorized jumps will be penalized with fines or even <laughs> potential firing. And then it's yeah. And then in the article it says <laughs> that this doesn't mean WWE is going back to the days of Raw Super Shows or ending the brand extension. Uh huh. Um. So I mean, to me, it seems like th this is a sign of them <laughs> that they're yeah. going to be ending the brand extension. Yeah. Um. Which is, which is interesting because I don't think it's needed. I think that they have a plethora of talent right now. Yeah. And all they. <laughs> It's not that Raw or SmackDown are lacking in star power. Right. It's that they're lacking in continuity. Mm -hmm. They're lacking in interesting, compelling characters and storylines. Like, yeah. right now, the reason Bray Wyatt is one of the most compelling things on the show that people are looking forward to every week is because it's a layered character that people don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, watching AJ Styles and Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley, regardless yeah. of the middle of the finish... But you know what's going to happen. Like, right. You know what match, what kind of match you're getting into. Um, you know what kind of match you're going to watch. And while it was good, and we're going to get into it. Yeah. Um, I just, to me, a lot of the things that were done on this show seemed like last week. I I, I chalked it up to uh, post WrestleMania hangover because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what it felt like to right. me. Um, but seeing all this like ratings freak out online and stuff, to me, it seems like this is a. Desperation attempt. Yep. It feels like, yep. and, and 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 
if this is their move in a desperation attempt, that's scary. Even Roman called them out in a kind of meta way saying, hey, you promised all these changes. The changes aren't working or whatever. Made me laugh because it's literally what we've been saying on the show for months. Months we were saying it like they said they were going to do this thing. Yep. It didn't happen at all. Yep. Why is everybody okay with it? So I like that Roman went out there and they scripted him to call them out. But once again, I don't understand the – I understand the short-term advantage to mm-hmm. having a wrestler call out what the fans are complaining about right, online. Right. But I don't understand the long-term effects of it yeah. because in essence you're scripting someone to say that the people who are scripting this are bad. that you're va- And that you're valid. You yeah. have these uh, complaints online and these social media reactions to our product. Yeah. You're valid. Because yeah. it, our top-tier talent, who is jumping both brands, is saying what you're saying. Because he's worried that you guys can't handle the show without him. Yeah. What? He's, he's validating what everyone's been saying, and that's scary. And you got to look at this whole situation, and you got to look at creative. you got to look at the McMahons and be like, look, you are responsible for getting this talent over. I think this is so... Scary to them because that Fox deal is right on the horizon. And if the ratings are going down, this could be sunken cost for Fox if they don't make this thing work effectively. Can they do it? Yes. I think there's a lot of intelligent people behind yeah, the scenes who are the f- knowledgeable yeah. who can make it work. But it is a little worrying for them, and I see why they reacted this way. Yeah, I, I don't, validate it, but I, I don't see think it. that the. Look, I know that ratings are ratings, are, you know. Yeah. People, can, people will look at them, but I don't think that it's as troublesome as everyone is making it sound like comparative to the other shows on fox comparative to how much people are talking about it on a weekly basis uh, in comparison to all the other shows on fox i don't think they have anything to worry about it fox is clearly ramping up uh to do like what they to do what they do with ufc yeah and with the champions league what they did for a while with soccer as well they found a way to find uh viewers and product uh attention for it this whole situation, though, with, with them is you're almost validated. That's what I think is dangerous here is that beyond the validation of fans' complaints about it, it's also saying to yourself you're, you're showing an overreaction to the situation. And I think it shows a bit of unsteadiness to show the overreaction, in my opinion. And you don't need to. I agree. Sw- it, these, this is wrestling always. Yes. The swells and downs. Swells yes. and da- Especially post-WrestleMania. And there's not a lot of shows that are on year-round like yeah. this. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm sure I don't follow soap operas. But I'm sure ratings and soap operas are very similar oh, in the yeah. ups and downs comparatively to, you know, throughout the year and stuff because there's there's only so much you yeah. can do. And just like wrestling, they bring back the big stars when they need them for the soap operas. Yes. Yeah. However, I don't think it's an excuse to put up to, to put on an inferior show either. That's like true. I don't think it's a, an excuse. I'm just saying, like, I, I when you look at the ratings, yeah. I'm saying comparatively. Um, you know what's something I found interesting yeah. was that, you know, short not not shortly, it was like I guess a few hours before Raw uh, went on the air, there was this tweet that Triple H liked on Twitter. Oh, shit. And then people took a screen grab of it, and it went, and, and a, a lot of people saw it. It went all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm almost wondering if he was in this production meeting and did that on purpose, like, to look like an accident. Mm-hmm. But of, Because this is what the tweet said. It said, it's someone who tagged Vince McMahon. And it said, at Vince McMahon, maybe the problem with the Raw and SmackDown ratings isn't due to the wrestlers injured. It's that you put confusing... It's that you. It's that you put confusing and pointless storylines. Although it wouldn't hurt if you gave your wrestlers insurance. Just a thought. <laughs> and Triple H liked that. And then, if like twenty minutes after right. everyone saw, it, unliked it. I'm almost wondering if he was sitting in that production meeting, like, what 
is happening? <laughs> like, this is our fix? This stupid wild card rule? There's no way Vince just walked out and came up with it on the fly, do you think? Well, not in the ring, but like... Right. But do you think Triple H didn't know about it? No, no, what I'm saying is I'm sure in the production meeting, what I'm saying is oh, like, when they were in the production right. meeting, it was like everyone being like, this doesn't make any sense, you know, probably. And, and Triple H being like... God, yeah, you're right, person. And then screen grab everyone and he's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't like that. You know, like, I don't know. I wonder. That's what, like, I wonder. what the fuck? <laughs> that's what Paul? I wonder. It was like, yeah. you can't. Uh, uh, that's my dad, Paul. Because <laughs> Triple Stephanie's tagging that too, so I'm sure she would have seen him like yep. it too and been like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, so. We have kids. Uh, but yeah, I, you know. Yes. Yeah. Entertaining wise, yeah, it was entertaining. Yep. You know, the, the opening was entertaining. But I also look at like, Long term and just continuity wise, you yeah. know, there's another thing I'll harp on too about continuity later. But this whole wild card rule thing just really bothered me. It yeah. really did. I don't like, like, there's more things I'll bring up right. in regards to this wild card rule. So I'll I'll explain. But yeah, I just it, it felt very much like Vince rolled in with like I have the idea, and everyone was like, what? And he's yeah. like, nope, this is what we're doing. You know, and what can you do? When someone owns the company, they decide the way it's going to go. You got to go with it. Yeah. Uh, when you see this whole situation play out, you, we have Roman Reigns. McIntyre interrupts the thing. So then it's Drew McIntyre and Reigns later on, along with uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and Kofi. But not to be outdone, uh, uh, Rollins comes down. And, of course, because if you have an R in your name, it's Monday Night R, whatever it is. Or even Jer- Monday Night Jericho. Monday Night well, Roka. A- AJ it's, came out first. It's Monday Night Roka. Why not? Yeah, AJ <laughs> came out first. Said, you know, all this kind of stuff that he's talking to Vince about uh, where he's where he went to SmackDown. And they brought his buddies over and talking about Rollins coming coming over Raw and how Rollins all this kind of stuff. And then boom, Rollins comes out. The challenge is laid down, and I think furthering the a, a heel thing that AJ is going through now. Did you like this kind? Well, of there stuff? wasn't a challenge. A tag match was made. This is right. where they made the tag Eventually, match. Vince yeah. said, "You guys are going to be on the same team, not against each other." Right, but they wanted the fight. Yeah, and then because they were taking their shirts off and yeah. walking around the ring, and then Vince said, "No, it's going to be a tag." match. Um, yeah, you know, I did like it, actually. Mm. Um, but but also, I just felt like it made Vince look bad. Like, it was like, yeah. Vince literally looked at AJ Styles and said, is, doesn't, is this not making sense to you, this right. whole wild card rule? And AJ had this look of bewilderment on his face, like, uh... Yeah. And then they cut away from You're him. You're not supposed to ask me, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I... Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I do think that it helped build towards AJ versus Seth. Mm-hmm. I think that it is, it does appear to be laying the groundwork for an AJ Styles heel turn. You know, this match that, yeah. that got booked, uh, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where I go like, okay, if you, if this is a desperation move for ratings, like it appears, right. like that, like, whoa, shit, ratings are going down. We need to. Do some shit differently to get to get you know. There were some to, big matches last night. That's why. Yeah, yeah WrestleMania rematches, yeah. stuff like that. Um, I get announcing the WrestleMania rematches. I like Brian versus Kofi rematch. Kofi versus Drew. Uh, sorry, Brian versus Kofi. Uh, Drew versus right. Drew versus Roman. Felt like their match didn't super deliver at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. so I was kind of surprised they went back to that one. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that match later. But this match itself, it was a good match. It was a good match. It was a good match. I'm telling Corbin is coming around, but man. But here's the thing. I think that if... I think that with you telling the fans that, like, Corbin was bad for ratings, it doesn't help putting him in there for 20-minute matches. Right. I don't care how good he is at this point. Like, I don't know if this is helping them 
look like a. I, I'm trying to think of the right words. I just. I, I like Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. I think this match was good. I just don't know if this is the. Th- if putting Baron Corbin in long matches every show is the answer to making this show more interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's an entertaining person. I think he's a good talent. Like, even the video that was posted on Twitter afterwards, I don't know if you saw it. It's hilarious. It's mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin cheering for themselves in the halls. No. And they're like, yeah, beat the Universal Champion. And they go up to some guy and they're like, hey, you, I just beat the Universal Champion. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, it, it was fun. I like it. I just I don't know if Baron Cor- long Baron Corbin matches with like really athletic dudes like Seth Rollins and AJ Styles is necessarily going to make the show more entertaining for the people who are who are already bothered with well, it. Well, we've been dealing with months and months of long Baron Corbin matches. Yeah, I know, and he's still not over. Are people coming around on him to enjoy his work in the ring? Sure, but they're not doing it overwhelmingly, and so to make it valid for you to keep coming back to this 20-minute Baron Corbin matches. I, I know you got to Especially when there's hours. people on the roster who you could put in that position exactly. and give that, dedicate that much TV time to that people would be pumped about. Right, exactly, which we'll get to Robert Roode showing up finally after last week not being on it. But yeah, like, as, uh, as uh, uh, Ryan said, Corbin and Lashley defeated Styles and Rollins because... Uh, Rollins delivered a kick uh, to AJ, and AJ walked off thinking it was on purpose. Yeah. That, okay. That was the best part of this match. Right. Because I will say that most of the time, almost, I would say 90% of the time yeah. or more, when we see this scenario play out in a match, especially when it's face and fa- face versus face, or face and face yeah. feuds, usually the, the other guy acts like he's. Like he didn't mean to, right? He or which he clearly didn't mean to in right. this scenario. But I kind of liked the wrinkle of like he didn't mean to, but then eh, I don't really give I don't really give a crap. Yeah, yeah. You know, like get I, over it. I, I kind of liked it. It was like not only get over it, but like later is you know what actually yeah. that benefits me. Peace and like walked <laughs> out. It you know I. I it kind of helped because it wasn't like he fully walked out on the match, right? At all, but it kind of made him seem smarter. Where it's like you know, wait a second. Why am I helping this guy? Yeah, I don't need this. I don't need this. I was just trying to beat him up. Actually, you know what? I just did. Great. Mission's accomplished. (laughs) You know? And I kind of like that little wrinkle. And I I do feel like, you know, AJ Styles has been the good old boy. Mm -hmm. That's been kind of his main thing this whole time. I kind of like this new, uh, this like wrinkle of badassness to AJ Styles. I I do too. It's, It's been long overdue. I know you said that... Heel AJ hasn't always worked, but maybe as an older performer now, he understands the beats a little bit better, and he can really embrace this kind of like pseudo-heel. Not yep. full heel, but certainly pseudo-heel character that he's developing here. Uh, and So I look forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean the, the whole beat-up AJ style, or sorry, the whole beat-up John Cena thing mm-hmm. was much more jokey yes, heel. right. If they're going to go full heel with him, I like that he's showing like a mean streak. Yeah. I, I, I like that. And I, you know, try to think, you know, if he could... F- if they could position him as the top heel on Raw, that could be a good thing. Yeah, I agree. It could be like when Seth Rollins was the was the heel champion. You know, yeah. like I, I I do think that they there is they're they're getting me a little bit yeah. more, more than I thought with AJ Styles as a heel in the past, as I stated on here. Well, it keeps him in the mix too, and you know, for a long time, as you said uh, months ago, AJ carried that strap, and the company was the face of the of the game. So, like, this is a little way of bringing him back into the mix of and, the title. And if they can properly position him as a heel that people are going to boo, yeah, he can replace Baron Corbin in those twenty minute matches because they do need someone that's going to get booed, right? So I understand that they put Baron Corbin in twenty minute matches because they're putting him against people that. That, that they want to get cheered. Yeah. So Baron Corbin's going to get booed, so by proxy you're going to cheer for the other person. Mm-hmm. I get that that's why 
Baron Corbin is in these 20 minute matches. Right. Um, it's one of those things where like you're not going to get promoted at work until you train your replacement. Right. You right. know, and so uh, I'm not I'm not saying Baron Corbin should be training AJ Styles. <laughs> I'm just saying that they need to have someone groomed for that position right, of, of, right. of one of the top heels that that. That can that can be booed yep. basically. Agreed thoroughly, uh, but I enjoyed the match, so we'll move we'll move on. Sami Zayn came out, and did his uh, address, you know, he did this whole thing, his new vignette, uh, talking about the WWE universe and everything, giving him uh, all kinds of crap, and then we were wondering where this was going to go, and Strowman showed up. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be Strowman. Uh, and then he chases him outside in the back and finally catches him and throws him into a dumpster, which had shades of the Kevin Owens in the porta potty it thing. Did. So I was like, oh, are we hitting these beats again? And I, 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 I got to be honest with you. I didn't like it. I didn't like that Strowman came out and did this because I want Sami Zayn to have an equal person. And Strowman is so overwhelmingly uh, a, like uh, an odds-on favorite that doesn't make it seem like a fair fight. I also feel like you left out, not only did oh, yeah. he throw him in the dumpster, but then like a dump truck came up yeah, and yeah. fully tossed him <laughs> in the bin, taking him out with the trash. Um, interesting. The, sometimes in this show, I feel like Vince has got getting a little too meta, mm-hmm. like on Raw lately. And this is one of the things I go like, was that, was all of this done just for that to show that like, you're trash if you want to leave WWE. With either that or you're trash if you have complaints about the WWE. Yeah. A lot of what Sami Zayn was saying was complaining about the fans being entitled because the fans were upset about how things were going in the WWE. So he's complaining about the fans being upset about the WWE. But also saying a lot about how his life would be better if he wasn't in WWE. Right, right. But he's like, no, I'm not going to leave, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, killing two birds in one stone with Zayn, you go against the fans who are complaining about it, and you go against the wrestlers who are possibly going to AEW or complaining about the situations going on behind the scenes with their story. That's how I watch this. Could sometimes, as people call me out on social media for, I look a little too deeply into things, as you saw with the Dean Ambrose video or whatever. But like, I I, I felt like that way while watching it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, mm, is there more here, or is this just a kickoff? A few with Braun Strowman. If it's just a kickoff, a few with Braun Strowman, I feel like it wasn't done in the best way. As much no, it wasn't. Here's the thing. Once again, I very much enjoyed this segment. Yeah, like it was fun to watch. Uh the look in Sammy's face, a fear of Braun Strowman was entertaining. The stuff in the back when he's just throwing the bins mm-hmm. and Braun Strowman saying, this has nothing to do with you and throwing the bins at him. All entertaining stuff. Like right. every party acted it appropriately and did it in an entertaining fashion. Yeah. My thing is the long-term effects. I, if I go like, you had just been getting, you've been working for weeks to get Sami Zayn over. Yeah. You get him over. People are into this thing. And then your reaction is to put the biggest guy in the company against him and totally obliterate him? Yeah. What was the point right. of the past few weeks of television? And that's my point of why I dislike this show. And it's going to come up a bunch. Mm-hmm. But to disregard the past few weeks of television is ridiculous yeah. to me. Like, I don't think anybody wanted to see someone like just completely obliterate Sammy. Yeah. Like you said, I think we wanted this to spring into a feud. Yeah. Someone comes out, talks in the mic back, they go back and forth in the mic, then they start a feud, and this guy's like defending the WWE. Not just someone come out and just make him look like trash. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think that anyone, I don't think that's how anyone gains from this. Yeah, and it's gonna, what's he gonna do? Zayn will maybe surprise Strowman and hit him a couple times with some stuff. It'll be Ambrose Lesnar all over again. It'll be the little guy doing his best against a big, overwhelming favorite. Maybe 
maybe he'll get an occasional lucky disqualification victory, but it won't mean anything. And I, I think Zayn deserves a better program with a wrestler who can go toe-to-toe with Zayn. Strowman is a good wrestler. Obviously, he's a very strong dude, whatever, but it's power moves. He's, are, he's not going off the top rope. He's not sliding, doing these incredible moves out of nowhere. That's Zayn's thing. So to me, I thought it was a big mistake to have it be Strowman. It just kind of demolishes everything he tried to accomplish. And I get that. Mine is definitely more so in the fact that like I like compelling characters and interesting storylines, yeah. and and having those two things combined, you know, and and combined to have something great that happens. And like you have this compelling character mm-hmm. in Sami Zayn that you've created the past couple of weeks, right? I don't know if the the interesting storyline is to then just have him thrown in the trash. Yeah. You know, like we, you, you worked hard to get this heel to a certain place. And, and it's really because when he came back, he got defeated right away. Right. Then he went on all this, this whole campaign of, of everything. And then when he finally had to brush up with another wrestler again, he got thrown in the trash. And it's like, how are we supposed to look at Sami Zayn as a worthwhile competitor to anyone if, that's how he's been treated since yeah. coming back. Yeah. I just that's that's my frustration with it. I was just like, you created this compelling character and then you threw him in the trash. Right. That's that's what you did. Yeah. And, and that's just I don't know. I it's it's just bad writing to me. Well, I just wonder if this is look. You know, a lot of shit goes on behind the scenes with WWE. Yeah. And I wonder if this is this was Vince's decision because some person came up with this storyline that was really good for Sammy and was doing well and was catching on with the fans and maybe even mobilizing the fans a little bit to feel the same way as Sammy was kind of complaining about uh, and even feel a way even more so. Because if you have the heel complaining about how the fans think about something, then you're essentially saying the fans are right to feel this way and the fans are the face in the situation. So... Hey, Sami Zayn was almost validating in an indirect way the fans' concerns about WWE. And I wonder if Vince was like, no, toss him in the trash. That's, that's what I decide. To him in a dumpster. I also wonder if it had anything to do, because I, I, when Sami Zayn first came back, he did an interview somewhere. Mm. And he said that uh, the writer R.D. Evans had a lot to do with his first promo when he came back. Mm. And R.D. Evans got fired at WrestleMania weekend. And oh, so really? I wonder if it has anything to do with, like, that was an R.D. Evans thing. That's the wow. guy. That's the writer who got fired during Bret Hart's uh, Hall of Fame speech because he allowed Bret Hart to say Vince McMahon's name in the Hall of Fame speech. I didn't know this. Yeah. What happened here? Um, that was during Bret Hart's not allowed to say Vince McMahon's name. Apparently, Vince McMahon does not like when people say his name during the Hall of Fame speech, what? and the writers are told this. And so, in the speech, Bret Hart said Vince McMahon, and so he went back and he fired the writer of it. Well, the word goes. The, the story goes is that he was mad. He was like, you're fired. But then, like, that had happened before. Yeah. And then when they went back to him, like, no, let's smooth this over. RD was like, no, I don't want to smooth this over. I quit later. And, like, left. Yeah, I so I'll take my unemployment. Peace out. Yeah. So um, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Vince just doesn't know what to do with this character because it's not something he was really involved in. Nice, fair point. I don't know that. That's a guess of mine, you know? It's a, it's a, but that's an educated guess. You know, just because I saw Sammy say yeah. R.D. Evans helped him, and now R.D. Evans isn't there. So that's Damn. that's something I wonder. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I, I hope they're not giving up because I really think this was a strong character. Yeah. If they just did this for a few weeks just to come out there and talk shit to the fans, yeah. that's bad. Right. That's really bad writing. I, I, I That's bad. So yeah. I hope that they have something better planned for this than just like, well, that was it for this new character of Sami Zayn. Yeah. And also, Sam is the one that didn't go to Saudi Arabia, right? And that's yes. coming up on the horizon, too. I wonder. All right, anyway. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 
I didn't even think about that getting them off TV before Saudi Arabia yeah, a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Lucha House Party action. Uh, there, I mean, Lucha House Party came and fought uh, last night, I guess, trying to kind of make up for last week when they were pretty much squashed and having them come back and destroy a no-name team. It did nothing. Absolutely nothing for them. I don't know why they did it other than to try to get the fans back behind them again, but it was a waste of time. They also did Lucha House Rules. Yeah, they did Lucha House Rules, which I which thought were outlawed. were outlawed a few weeks ago, and they said nothing about it. They weren't like, oh, you know what? They decided Lucha House Party rules back. No, nothing, nothing. They just were like, oh, yeah, you know, you're all stupid. You don't remember that <laughs> a few weeks ago we said this was part of the reason for low ratings and that this is why the show is sucked that the, that they were allowing this to happen they just acted like am i crazy you're not crazy am i crazy you're yelling and you're swinging your hands and still i say you're not crazy oh. you're absolutely right for saying that and it's just frustrating overall because once again massaging of stuff that we've seen a couple of weeks ago a few weeks ago saying this wasn't going to happen anymore now it's happening again because it's convenient to help this talent get back over with the fans after you creatively booked them to get destroyed by the Viking Raiders experience, whatever the hell they're called this week. You the purple crush. Uh, you, 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 you had them do, you had them do this. And so to me, it was once again, it's going, nothing is real. Nothing. And I don't, I know it's scripted and it's fake, and it's, but nothing is tangible. Nothing yeah. is credible. Nothing is consistent. Everything changes all the time. And it's frustrating because then you're like, there's no tent poles in the ground that we can hold on to because they always move week to week. Yes. And that's frustrating as a fan. Yes. That's a good way of wording it. And that is where my frustration lies. Last yeah. night, you know, a former writer was giving me, you know, a former WWE writer was kind of like, well, do you care if it's a good product? And I'm like, yeah, I do care because right. I watch week to week. And if I was watching any TV show and they just completely disregarded stuff they had been building up for weeks or storylines that were a part of the show, people would say something. People have been about, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say that. Game of Thrones. People have been saying that about Game of Thrones. Yeah, people are going people so are, upset. I literally said that in yeah. my, when I was writing back, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, yes, this is that I was with any TV show. In fact, my timeline is filled with critics talking about the recent season of Game of Thrones and how they feel like they're force feeding mm-hmm. and they're forcing things to happen because they only have so little episodes. Right. So they're completely disregarding some of these long arcs, uh, character arcs, mm-hmm. which, to be fair, I don't have a problem with because I understand that there are only a few episodes left. I have not disliked this season of Game of Thrones like others, but that'll be for Me James, that, that'll Me be for his Game of Thrones podcast that he does for the after show. You can check that out on Collider YouTube on channel. Sunday nights. Sunday nights. He comes in here and does it from the office Sunday night. That's how much he loves you and Game of Thrones. But I'll I digress. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that that was how I was with it though. I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? Of course, I would say something. Like people are saying something. People say about everything. Like yeah. event, of course and. This is just like a complete disregard of something that that it's literally like they were like, oh, that was two months ago. You think these idiots are going to remember something that happened two months ago? And you're like, yes, I do. I watch every week. Yes, people watch every week. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, so yeah, that that one really... When they did, when they trotted the Lucha House Party out there and they were doing their whole Lucha House Party thing and it was totally okay, yeah. I was so mad. I was so mad because it was like, you're just not going to yeah. tell me anything? Well, just consistently through the whole show. Right, yes. changing, uh, changing of the rules. Three superstars becomes four superstars, yeah. which is technically six people from SmackDown yeah. on the show. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah, I know numbers. I'm not even. I t- I'm terrible with math. <laughs> math is probably like my least favorite thing in the world. And even I know that there wasn't only three or four people from SmackDown yeah. on the show last night. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let's move on to a highlighted show. I think party rules. Ricochet versus Robert Roode. Uh, you complained that Robert Roode wasn't on last week. He yes. is back. Uh, I thought it was a good match with him and Ricochet. That nice chemistry. I don't remember if they fought in NXT. Did they before Roode left? I don't I, think so. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think that they did. I don't think they did. Yeah, my inclination is to feel like he left before Ricochet showed yeah, up. I think you're right. And so that was a. Uh, but this was a nice matchup. See, this is an equal matchup. You don't know who's going to win. Ricochet taking the loss uh, before to Rude a couple weeks ago, and now you have this rematch back and forth. Rude takes the loss this time. This is an enjoyable match. Okay, now it's it's a one-one. Let's see what happens going forward. But at least you put on a great match between two people who are uh, uh, competitive and equal, and this is fun. My whole thing, yes, I agree with everything you yeah. said there. However, I, and I hate to be Mister Negative Boy today, mm-hmm. but it's like. I'm all about, like, character development. Mm -hmm. And you introduced a new character two weeks. Not new, but you introduced a A refreshed, retooled gimmick of Robert Roode. Right. You gave him a big win over Ricochet. Yes. Then he was gone. Then he's back. Yeah. And he loses. Why are you supposed to care about Robert Roode now? Yeah. That's my whole thing. That's a good point. What what did anyone gain from that? And you have him lose in quicker time than he beat uh, Ricochet when he... Fought him two weeks ago. Yes. But yet we need a 20-minute core Baron Corbin match. Correct. You could have given ten, five, ten more minutes to Ricochet and Robert Root. That would have been fun to watch. Yes, and, and, and but just development overall. I just go like, wins and, as much as Vince doesn't think they do, wins and losses do oh, technically matter. Of course they matter. You know, and you go like, Robert Root was supposed to, this was supposed to be the new Robert Root. Yep. New Robert Roode is already losing again, like the old Robert Roode. Why isn't new Robert Roode, if he's supposed to be here, why isn't he taking out stuff from his trunks? Why isn't he holding tights to get Ruthless. the win? Why isn't he putting his feet on the rope? There's a Money in the Bank oh, contract on the line. Exactly. Why isn't there more standard stuff done, uh, heel stuff done by Robert Roode? He lost clean. He fought clean and he lost clean. Fought clean, lost clean, did nothing to get his heat back afterwards. Where's the heel? Right, exactly. Like, And I'm just like... Why wouldn't Bobby just gotten himself disqualified there out of anger? Like he was about to lose, get mm-hmm. disqualified. Then you can at least stretch this out for a few more weeks when he, before right. Money in the Bank, and you like this is one of the storylines of like yeah. will Robert Roode get in the Money in the Bank con- in the match or will Ricochet? And they keep right. stretching out. That would be way more interesting than just like Ricochet winning again. Like I'm, I love Ricochet. He's one of my favorite right, wrestlers. Right. I just, I just go. Yeah, it's a great point, Ryan. This is a great point. You could have dragged this out another week. Right, because if Rude gets mad and gets himself disqualified, then there's a frustration factor, and then it's next week, and it's a no disqualification match, and it's like because Rude, because you know Rude didn't want to lose the situation, so you have a no disqualification. Then you can have a longer match, and whoever wins then comes out of this thing as the entrant into the Money in the Bank. It's a lot more fun, and you have more stakes involved. Yes, and I and I just think it helps with a new character you're trying to get over because if you're trying to get someone over, and they instantly lose. Right after their one big moment, yeah. they're back to where they were. Yep. There's nothing you've done nothing for them except now he's got a mustache instead of a beard, <laughs> and now he's got a man name instead of a boy's name. True, and it's just silly in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's my problem. It's like it's the continuity thing. It's the just we just saw this new retooled person. Yep. Why? Yep. Why? Yep. Why? Why put him up against Ricochet anyway? If you. If you if you're trying to get this new person over, put him against an uh, enhancement talent. Put yeah. him against someone lower on the roster. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put him against Mojo. I don't know, something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you love Mojo. I you do like You love Mojo. All right, let's move on to the ladies getting into this thing. Lacey Evans came out. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, I had one of those matches that we argued about last week, yes. this idea of a which, squash match. Which I love, people, people reacted yeah, strongly they, to it, they did. There was There was a lot of uh, back and forth on that one I saw. I, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Most people thought I was right, though. Okay, so. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before we get into the match itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. what did you think about the backstage thing where she sent the letter to all of them, the letters oh, to all of them? Oh, my God. I thought that was, I thought it's a nice move. Okay. I enjoy what they're doing with her. I, I like I said, I have no complaints about Lacey Evans' character. As she was now that they've gotten her involved, my issue was the walking the ramp crap yeah. that was driving me nuts. Give her something to do, and so finally they're letting her. And you know what, Lacey's stepping up to the challenge, and I really enjoy seeing that. You always want to see a good female heel, mm-hmm. like you want to see a good male heel. She does a great job. If Alexa's not going to step into that void, then it's got to be uh, Lacey Evans here in this situation. And so she does send the letter out. I'm surprised they showed up, but of course that's part of the storyline. <laughs> I loved what the letter. I wouldn't have showed up. I love the letter that it smelled like peach cobbler or whatever. <laughs> That that cracked me up. That was just a random mention, but it just made me laugh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you in, in that aspect. Um, I think that um, you know you can see that she's gaining confidence by yes. the week. Oh yes, and you can see it like growing within her mm-hmm. of like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I like getting booed as opposed to like I like Alexa Bliss, but I don't ever feel like Alexa Bliss is the most confident person. I I, I think Ooh. in reality, like, Interesting. I, I, I don't know. She Lacey was a great Evans, heel. Great heel. I'm not saying she was a bad heel. I just think you could, I just feel like Lacey Evans exudes confidence. Yeah. She very much exudes like this thing because of her military background well, and all also, that kind of stuff. But, but also it's character, right? I mean, like with, with uh, Lacey, she's tall. She's strong. Yeah. She's, Muscular. Yes. It's, it's really evident when you watch yes. her in the matches now. It seems like almost she's been on a new regimen than from NXT to Raw that she's really bulked up. And I don't mean like in, in offensive way. I mean like bulk up like yeah. muscle-wise. Yeah. Right? With Alexa, she has to play the underdog all the time. Totally. The, the pouting heel, the running away. Kind of, so it's supposed to exude that fear. And of course, when Ronda whips you around like a rag doll, it does mess with your confidence. <laughs> yes. And when you get a concussion and when you take weeks off, like that's going to affect. And so I hated that they marched her down. She, she's above this. This shit. It bothered me to no end. Uh, not Nova and Naomi or Natalia or Dana Brooke. Like ne- Alexa is not in your category. Alexa is a multi champion on multiple programs. So to me, this is not the same thing. These are Naomi, all- former women's champion, yeah, once and Natty once, but she's done it from NXT to SmackDown to Raw, not you know, NXT. And, and she was a champion in NXT. No, she wasn't. Alexa was a champion. She was a manager in NXT. All right, fine. Well, she became. Well, she wrestled in NXT. Did no. she not? She did, and then she became a manager. And then, and then got into okay. Well, either way, she did have the top tier. She was multiple time champion at the top tier, and so it's just weird to me that they have her down here with this. But you know what? It's TV time. Well, they're all in the money in the bank. So yeah, they're all, yeah. So and then uh, uh, you know Becky comes down, interrupts Lacey after she starts talk doing her promo, talking about how she's really happy. They all came out here to see her. The, the, the what do they call them? What does she call them? Nasties. The, the nasties. The nasties and stuff like that. So and then Becky comes out. The whole thing hits. The music hits. She drops the belts, runs in the ring, and administers a whooping on Lacey. And kudos to Lacey for not fighting back. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You take the beating. You come back up the ramp. You're a little more confident saying, oh, we're going to see each other in the ring, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Very smart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I liked it. It's effective. I think mm-hmm. that Becky looks like a badass yes. in this feud. Honestly, this feud with Lacey has been great for her. Agreed. I think it's been it's, – I, I, I felt like it was going to be great for her from day one, and it, it has come through. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Charlotte stuff on SmackDown hasn't really been as prevalent. I don't think it was kind of like you just yeah. know what you're going to get with the Charlotte feud. So there's been a little build here and there to it. But I, I really like everything that's been going on with Lacey and Becky. I think you're thoroughly right. I think she's going to beat back uh, Lacey 
And then Lacey's going to interfere in a match with Charlotte and cost her the match. And I then mean, they're going to continue that feud gonna, on Raw. Yeah, that's just brilliant. It would, it would make the most sense to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to uh, the non-title match here with uh, your boy Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins taking on the Viking Raiders, which I have to say, I do like that name a lot better. It's, gro- it's better. It's yeah, grown on you now. So much better than Viking experience, for God's sakes. I want to pay 20 bucks for something I see in a museum. But the Viking Raiders, this feels good. This was a, uh, I thought it was a good match. Good back and forth. Hawkins and Ryder's got some good shots in. Uh, ended up losing, though. Not the belts, but certainly it sets up the idea the Viking Raiders will be coming for the belts. So, did you enjoy this? I mean, yeah, it's only a matter of time before the Viking experience. Yeah. Viking Raiders are, are uh, <laughs> damn it, Viking Raiders are tag team champions on Raw, yeah. it would seem. And so everyone else is kind of, they're doing other feuds with other people in the meantime. But, it's, I mean, it's, it's inevitable that they're going to win the tag team titles on Raw. Uh, I, I like this match. I like seeing Zack Ryder and Hawkins get some TV time. Yeah. Zack Ryder showed some fire in the match. Um... Yeah, I mean, I I hate seeing tech champions lose so quickly, and they've lost twice to the team now. Yeah, uh, does not bode well for their for their reign. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, like it's good seeing them on TV. It was a fun match. It wasn't bad or anything yeah, yeah. like that. Um, and it made me laugh. I had my girlfriend and James McKenna, who helps me with the site, both te- he texted me. She said it to me that both were like. Is there a finishing move called the Viking Experience now? And I was like, "Where have you guys been? <laughs> this has been the thing since they switched the name. Where you guys? Where have you guys yeah. been?" I can accept it for a move. I can't accept it for a tag team name. <laughs> but well, let me ask you this: Do you think they're getting right with the Viking Raiders that they messed up with the Ascension and AOP? Yes and no. I think it's too hard okay. to say so soon. Okay, because they were doing a good job with the AOP until the whole AOPP thing happened. Right. I think they were doing well. I also, I, I also believe. That this Viking Raiders push, yeah. It, once they win the, t- I think they're waiting for them to win the tag titles, and when they win the tag titles, I think AOP is coming back. Oh. I, I don't know when uh, a comes in. I, I'm trying to remember. I, I forget exactly when he's supposed to be back. Okay, but I just something within me seeing Razor's post where he's just like so jacked mm-hmm. lately, and he looks ready, more ready than ever. I feel like they're gonna. They're going to try again with, with the AOP and, right. and be more serious with them this time. At least I'm hoping. Okay. Although they should send them to SmackDown. SmackDown needs them way more. That's a good point. Way more. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, all right, we'll get to the uh, Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre match. This was a good match, I thought. Better than the WrestleMania match. Certainly better than the WrestleMania match. Good back and forth. Maybe they worked on their chemistry a little bit more, but they seemed to flow more organically with each other, which was enjoyable to watch. And also, Roman's been back in the ring longer yes, now. Yes, true. That very was his good first point. in-ring return, if I recall, right? That's a very good Wasn't point. Wasn't that his, his singles return? Right, singles return, right. Um, but he uh, Reigns ends up taking this, taking this thing by DQ. Uh, and then, you know, because they, uh, uh, Shane McMahon and Elias run in and start beating the crap out of him. Miss, who we had seen in a backstage vignette, waiting for Shane, looking for Shane. He comes running in, clears the ring, at least chases Shane out, but uh, uh, they keep administering the beating on uh, uh, Reigns here. Uh, do you like this? Do you like this setup as where we're going with Elias and Reigns? Because clearly it's going to be Elias and Reigns. I don't think it'll be McIntyre Reigns again, do you think? I don't know. It definitely seemed more like they're going Elias mm-hmm. and Reigns for sure, and maybe mm-hmm. like McIntyre and Miz now or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I like it? Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, the match was good. Yeah, like I said, yeah, match better than the WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. I the, it was a killer match, um, just like a Haas battle. I liked it, very mm-hmm. WWE style. Um, I didn't dislike the match. Um, I think that the DQ finish made sense yeah. based on what's been going on with with Roman Reigns on SmackDown since he switched over there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just I as you know, I don't care about this Miz yeah. Shane thing, so I didn't really care about Miz running out to save the day okay. necessarily here. Um, Miz. And Roman Reigns being friends seems like a very odd pairing yeah. of like allies. Um, so yeah, I I I didn't dislike it, but I didn't I didn't love all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just feel like if you want to, if you're trying to fix some of the problems, like this is just classic what we've already watched. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what the kind of thing we've already we already see all the time. So it didn't like blow me away or anything like that. But I liked the match. I will mm-hmm. say the match itself was great. Yeah. Um very, very entertaining match. I, I also I I enjoy, as much as I don't like the Miz and Shane stuff, I did enjoy the whole backstage thing with where the chairs, with chairs the chase jump, scene yeah. As silly as it was that Miz ran past a camera pointed at someone hiding in a corner, um, I know we're supposed to like suspend that. The thing is, you can't expect the viewer to suspend their disbelief of the camera being there if you then instantly jump into a camera interview. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. If they just run by and then later Charlie interrupted. Right. I, I would have been a little more okay with it. But the camera that we're supposed to, that Miz ignored yeah. for no reason, was pointed at someone hiding. Miz ran by it. That person came out of hiding. Yeah. And the camera got in his face, and Charlie interrupted with, with, with the, the microphone. Yeah. And two cameramen. Someone doing the sound and someone doing the. Uh, with the ca- yeah. Is exactly. Miz that dumb? Yeah, right. That was my thing. I was like, is Miz. Oh, not Miz the person, but the character. Is Miz the character that dumb that he didn't see that? Right. That blew my mind because I just was like, that's... But, okay, let's producer... Take my producer eyes out of it. <laughs> just as a pure fan, I did think it was funny. I, yeah. I liked I liked Charlie ambushing in the moment and him be like, what, the f- what are you... What are you I, I'm clearly hiding. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, you're blowing up my spot. Like, yeah, what are yeah. you doing? Made me laugh. And I liked... I even like, because I feel like they did this a lot throughout the episode, they were trying different camera angles. Mm-hmm. They really were trying to change things up camera angle-wise. There's a lot of things that seemed like they were trying last night. The camera angle-wise, um, which I enjoyed that like almost like world star up top shot of the fight between Miz and Shane in the yeah, parking yeah, yeah. lot. Um, even though it was silly that Shane got hit with a chair and still managed to come back and beat up Miz, who's a former world champion. Right. Thought that was a little silly myself, but... Uh, that oh, he's was, the best in the world. Yeah, Super Shane, basically, who does, is impervious to fucking chair shots, apparently. Super Shane. Uh, so that, that, but I will say, overall, there's a lot of things they were trying. Yeah. Like, one of the things that always bothers me in WWE, and it has for a long time, is I always loved the, like, straight-to-the-camera promo The Rock would do, or mm-hmm. whoever, when they're looking right at you, and, it, and Dusty Rhodes, you know? Right at you, Ric Flair, and it feels like they're talking to you and they're bringing you oh, in. Yeah. Like you're with me. That's that's how you make yeah. someone. It's not just like pointing the crowd. It's like when you're looking into the camera, knowing that millions of people are watching that and that millions of people are behind that lens, and you're drawing them yeah. to you. You're bringing that out. I love that. I love that. And I've always felt like that new angle they've done the past like I don't know, like decade. It feels where. It's the standard Mean Gene interview setup, but they're never looking directly at the camera. They're always looking off camera a little bit, like they're talking to someone over there. And they're always like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But they're looking off camera. And yeah. it always and, and never resonated with me because it's like, who are they talking to? Right. Are they, are they talking to me? Are they talking to a producer? Yeah. Who are they talking to? And 
you know, Daniel Bryan is the one who really, as of late, it felt like they were letting him do the opposite, where he was doing the, like, in-the-camera promos, and they're powerful, and they're great. This whole episode, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, the promos yeah. were by themselves in, a, in one location, yep. looking right at the camera. There was a Seth Rollins one, yep. there was a Daniel Bryan one, I want to say there was a Kofi one too, maybe, mm-hmm. but they were all, like, directly at the camera, and I, I, I really liked that. Yep. Um, so I want to say... I know I said negative things, but I could see that they were trying yeah. certain things. Also, something I noticed on social media last night, I, I pointed this out, was that um, because of the ratings, it would seem that, you know, during Raw for, for at least the past three years, because I know from writing up things at night and yeah. stuff when I'm watching Raw and SmackDown, things happen on the show. And it would, at least within 15 minutes, they posted a clip of that mm, uh, on right, YouTube, right. 15, 20 minutes, something like that. They've got that clip on YouTube. Um, and you know, they're posting clips on social media and, but last night the, the social media clips were a little less when it came to the videos oh. and in the corner, it said tune in live to raw trying to get you to trying to get you to watch TV. And on, on YouTube, they didn't start uploading highlights until, after Raw went off the air. Wow. So they're doing some different things yeah, to try yeah, and get yeah. people to watch. Clearly, I know I'm one who doesn't harp on ratings, but clearly they're, they're a little worried about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't not point out the obvious. And uh, this next segment, is, uh, oh, man. I, uh, this next segment was ridiculous. Ryan's reaction to the Lucha House Rules was my reaction to this segment. Because I had the same reaction. Don't worry. I was uh, this. And then what we're talking about here is the Revival getting oozy hot uh, in their shorts from the Usos. And those poor guys uh, having to play that stuff uh, occurring in their pants, getting hot, getting icy, getting all that kind of all that stuff, freaking out. Uh, you know, doing weird gyrations as they come up the ramp, then scooting their butt doing, like a dog. Bus, like, yeah, all of that. I, fuck me, man. I, it's so embarrassing, and I don't know why they go along with it. I don't know why Dash is like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not going to do it. Fire me. Keep me off the air. I don't care. I'm not going to do this stupid shit. It's a dumb angle. Unless they like the angle. I don't know, but to me, well, to, to us from the outside, it looks absolutely stupid yeah, and but ridiculous. There's, but there's not often you're going to go tell your boss... You know, I'm not doing this. Stone Cold did it all the time. They're not Stone Cold. Stone Cold, go home. Stone Cold didn't do it until he became Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, these guys have families. These guys have kids. Like, these guys have mortgages. Like, these guys have careers. You could be affecting that by doing an angle like this because maybe the fans never come back around to you because they think you're a joke. See, I don't think that happens. I think it's the opposite of that. You know, they can use this to their advantage when they leave. Like, look what they used to make us do. Mm. Like, that's what we they use. We're not doing that like that okay. anymore, you know. So I think they can use to their advantage with All the right. right person behind them or something like that. However, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna try to cuss because there's a sign that's in "Watch Your Language." And it's not <laughs> even for us, but it's been getting me this whole time. All right, uh, it was offensive, like yeah. and not offensive, like saying the N word or something like that. I'm saying offensive oh, no, to wrestling so. fans, where it's just like, yeah, like there's a report out that the rival don't want to sign their new contract, five hundred thousand dollars per person. And you know what? It is very obvious that they're making them pay for yeah. it. Like, and, and, and that is ridiculous. Like, imagine, right. imagine if, like, on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, when Aunt Viv was behind the scenes, OG Aunt Viv behind the scenes saying, like, 
If she'd been like, no, this doesn't make sense for my character. I'd be like, okay, fine. We're going to go make Aunt Viv bark like a dog until we get a new Aunt Viv. That's ridiculous. Like, if that was happening in any in any other entertainment medium, people right. are like, really? You're just embarrassing this person because they won't do what you're – because they don't want to sign a new contract? Right. Like, imagine if I was here and I told the boss here at Collider, like, I don't want to sign a new deal. And so they just made me go on Schmodown and – or go on Collider Live and just start – doing dumb shit like that it would be so bad it'd you have be to so wear bad. makeup uh yeah it'd be so bad yeah. like and i i the thing is this what was even what, what was even more angering about it to me mm-hmm. was that the 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 Oost, sorry the the club versus the revival would have been a banger hell yeah two teams that people are like we want to see more of the fans are who you want to it, you're, this show should not be to make Vince McMahon cackle backstage. Right. This show is a million, multi-million dollar machine. Billion dollar machine. Yep. It should be done with the mind of making this machine more money. Yep. Not with the idea of like, we're going to embarrass people because they're not following by the rules. And I understand it's the wrestling business and things like that happen throughout history. But it's 2019 and things are changing. And this should be one of them. It's like... It's a business. Yeah. These are businessmen. These are actors. Uh, they should not. They, I mean. I, well, it's not even that, Ryan. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. It's all that. Plus, you're also short-circuiting the Usos. The Usos look ridiculous here doing this stuff, violating the privacy of these guys and videotaping them. This is frat humor. This is college boy frat humor that these dudes I thought were I thought that they had figured them out creatively. And they they're, did. They were incredible in SmackDown. They were these tough, yeah. badasses that rap that were cool. Yes, had these cool dark promos. Yes, and now they're holding Usi Juicy, Usi Juicy, whatever the hell that is, Usi Hot or whatever it is. And then, and then you have him shaving. Like all of it is just it's undercutting the Usos. You're embarrassing the revival, and I think you're absolutely right, Ryan. You take away the possibility of a building up another tag team, which is Gallows and Anderson, with some more. Or on TV time, ring time, and have a great back and forth between these four men who know how to wrestle and have wrestled all over the world to have them have a great match at the end. Hell, you could have turned it into a six-man uh, match or a, you know a six-man tag match and had the Usos run and be part of it as well. That's how you sell your dad product. Ain't no stupid thing with Usihat. That's absolutely ridiculous. Undercuts everybody. I also feel you know when you talk about the undercutting the damage is March too. One of the things I was always told. And to both of those points, one of the things I was always told by someone was to look at, and this is, I guess, like, this is how I look at people, but when you're looking at the wrestling business, you're trying to think of Vince McMahon's mind, is to look at all the wrestlers as independent revenue streams. That each one is their own independent revenue stream. And the more you build up that in, that revenue stream, like the the the, the better you treat those revenue streams, mm-hmm. the more money you're going to make off of them. Like you build up those revenue streams, that more people buy merch, more people want to watch them, yeah. more people buy their toys, more people spend money on these independent revenue streams. Yeah. To me, a segment like this brings down the value of all six people involved. Exactly. It brought down That's the value of Kyle's and Anderson because they yep. look like idiots just standing there for 10 minutes yep. when they have any, you know, when they also were just brought over. Right. It makes the, the, the revival look like idiots because they're just scooting around. They're <sighs> like, they're, they're, it's Looney Tunes characters. Yes. And when these are like tough, badass wrestlers, like, you know, and it makes the Usos look bad because it's like, why are they doing this stupid childish humor? Yeah. 
that that pleases nobody, yep. you know? Um, so I don't know. Also, at the same time, it's one of those things where I say all this. I act this way. We mm-hmm. both feel this way. I see what the internet says. But then when I watch the show, I do hear the audience reacting to these things, too. So it's also like a catch-22 because you do hear well, the audience making fun of the revival, which is what you want technically yeah, out of this. Yeah, you do, but you also don't... They're but, cheering for the... They were cheering sure, when, they, sure. when they brought that up. It wasn't like a groan. But those are fans in the audience, right? They're like caught up in the moment, caught up in the, the furor of it. But look, people booed Roman Reigns when he walked out uh, tonight. So he Or last night. He's still not 100% over with the fans. So regardless of everything he's been through. And with this situation, yes, the fans get caught up and they're like, oh, it's funny, blah, 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 blah. But then... In the long run, though, people watching who are, not, who are not in that arena and caught up in the fervor of being at a live event for WWE are watching this thing going, why do I care? Why do I, even when you put them in a match together, you've already undercut my caring of what happens here because you've t- completely uh, de- dem- demolished their um, credibility. And yeah, their credibility, yeah. exactly, and their appeal. And that's important to me as a fan. So yeah, there's 20,000 people in the arena. There's millions watching. So there's a difference here True. in that way. And yeah. I think that's the mistake they're making. Like you said, short-term goal versus long-term goal. The long-term goal is getting the millions. Yes. Not the 20,000 in the, in the audience. And short-term goal is like, yeah, your short-term, this was funny. Yes. It does make me laugh. Great. Seeing them sc- jump or scoot around. It's like, it's funny. Sure. But, but long-term, you've made these guys look like jokes. When they were pushing hard... To become serious contenders for the title. You made a, such a deal about them fighting for the title, getting their opportunities to win. And when they won it, you put them all over social media with those pictures. You also already have teams that could fill a role like that. Yeah. You, oh, they, yeah. Goofy you know, teams, you goofy just, teams are yes. plenty in WWE. Yes. You know, you could have done that with uh, heavy machinery. Like, you sure. know, like, B-team, I don't know. B-team. B-team. Yeah, you could do you know, are, you know, and I know they're not the ones that are few of the Usos, but right. like, I'm just saying, like, I get that Edge and Christian made a good, great career out of being goofy people, right. you know, goofy tag team. But that's not how the revival have been built. Exactly. And that's not how I think they're going to be built. It just feels like they're trying to lower their value. Yep, yep. And that's terrible business, as you said. Yes. Earlier. Terrible business. Uh, all right, it's not what's best for business. All right, uh, we're right, we've got to wrap up here in, in a few minutes. Lars Sullivan completely destroys No Way Jose. That was, uh, I, I didn't, why is he still in the cup? I don't, I guess he's just here for this. He could have scooted around with Icy Hot in his, in his shorts, I guess. But, but Lars comes out and completely demolishes everybody in this situation. Uh, and it's, once again, it works. I think it works as well. But we're getting to that point where I need a match. Not only that, but I go like, because yes, effective, obviously, we've yeah. been enjoying these things. My problem was in the, the, What's the right word? I keep harping on continuity, but mm. like, I want to say, like, you know, they said there was going to be three people. Yeah. They, three people. Then Lars comes, then, sorry, there's going to be three people. Then Elias comes out, because we're not going to count Shane, I guess. We won't count Shane, fine, because Shane's allowed to be on both shows. He's a man. Okay, four. So Elias, that was four. And then Lars comes out, five now, and, and so I was like, wait, what? But also, it's that 10 pole thing you talked about. Like, mm-hmm. I'm following these tent poles along the way of someone's story. And Lars' story has been very confusing. Lars showed back up, right, on the Raw after Mania. Yeah. But then he was on the SmackDown after Mania. Then he was doing, like, both until they finally said, okay, no, 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 Superstar Shakeup is here. Yeah. He's on Raw. Yeah. Actually, just kidding. He's on SmackDown. Yep. Actually, just kidding. He can do either one. Yeah. And it's like, what am I... Pick one. Like, yeah. I can fall... Like, it's just... 
just, it's a, just like it's confusing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wait, what? What? What am I? I'm 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 trying to get invested. Yeah. And you're every time I get invested, you kick out my my spike from the ground and switch it up, and it's like, well, let me follow something. It's trying to have your cake and eat it. Too. Yes. That's what it is. It's trying to have your cake and eat it too. Let's do this thing. Let's do a superstar shakeup. Make a big deal about superstar shakeup. Uh, all this jazz, but. Uh, then let's also have characters that can jump both brands because we've got a Fox deal coming up. Like, all of it is just... And I get it. It's your business. You can do whatever you want to. It's, it's owned by the commands. They do have board members, but it's owned by the commands. They're able to do what they want to do. I get it. But we're able to criticize what you're doing as much as we like as well, and fans are as well. And the ratings, it can't be a surprise that the ratings are reflecting that criticism and that frustration amongst the fans. And like I said, I'm usually very positive about WWE. Mm-hmm. I, find, I try to highlight the positives. You do. Um, you know, I'll accentuate a few negatives, but I do, for the most part, try to talk about what I do like. Um, this this episode just really got to me. Like, yeah. My girlfriend and I both, we were watching it every every segment. We were just looking at each other like, what was the point of that? Like, this yeah. wasn't good. And when what it was, was over, I, we were just saying to each other like, that wasn't good. Yeah. That wasn't, there was really no redeeming qualities of the show. <laughs> I can't deny. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's wrap up with the last match. That's Kofi Kingston defending his championship, his WWE championship against Daniel Bryan. Good match. Not as good as the WrestleMania match, but still a good match. It's we a, had less time this time. Exactly. And it's a raw show. So, you know, you're not going to bring out the pay-per-view level most of the time uh, level of matches there. Uh, but this was fantastic. Good match. Uh, he won clean which pushes it even more that Kofi is the legitimate champion. Uh, but I found this to be odd because weren't we going the Kevin Owens route? Why is Daniel Bryan getting – what is this all about? Is Daniel Bryan going to jump to Raw? Is, what is Daniel Bryan's – or is this his way of getting Daniel Bryan off the air for a while after he loses? Because he said, I went into a one-month sabbatical after this loss, blah, blah, blah. So is this going to send him down another loss? Uh, down another sabbatical, rather? I don't I, – if anything, I felt like it was to bring him back to TV. But I agree with okay. you. The you know you you were like well wait he's feeling Kevin Owens right now like, right. what's the point of this match it really just felt like like I said earlier to pop a rating it was mm-hmm. like WrestleMania rematches to kind of like get people to view, you know to draw viewers in right, which right. I know that's the point of Raw in general but when they're lower on the ratings it feels like they do certain things to really try and bring mm-hmm. people in WrestleMania rematch the the match you all loved at WrestleMania right. rematch um, so I don't think it'll affect the Kevin Owens storyline too much um, but I but I do think. That it was a good match. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the match a lot. I feel like, you know, I actually, for a moment, there were moments where I felt like Daniel Bryan was going to win. Yeah. And that's always yes, good. That's you always know, when good. there's near falls when I'm, that are actually getting me, which is why I loved the Kofi versus Daniel Bryan match so much as mm-hmm. it was, uh, because it, I, so many times it just near fall after near fall and all this stuff where you were like, ah, like who's going to win? And, and, and this did help mirror that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I do feel like, uh, for the people who maybe didn't watch WrestleMania, uh, a big win to solidify, to show a big main event yeah. win for Kofi was was a good idea. Um, but I, yeah, I I I, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily. I, I like when Raw ends with a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I think those are important. It makes you want to tune in for next week. And there wasn't really yeah. any at the end of the show. There wasn't anything where I go like I have to tune in next week or even SmackDown. Right. Where I go like. The one thing I have to see in SmackDown is who from Raw is going to be on SmackDown. Exactly. Now. And that's, I don't know, it's confusing. My greatest, my fear is that, and some people have speculated about this, that they blame the ratings on Kofi being champion. 
Yeah, I saw that, but I don't think that's true. I hope true. they don't do that. I don't think that's accurate. And, and take the strap off him because Smackdown of that. SmackDown hasn't been terrible in the right. ratings. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we should talk one last thing. We, we didn't mention it earlier in the run of the show, but the uh, Bray Wyatt vignette. Did you enjoy that? Uh, Did you enjoy that vignette? Did you think it was a little weird? This one was weird, uh, but I love them. Pulling out for Rampaging Rabbit or whatever his oh, name is. Oh, I know. Yeah. Rambling <laughs> Rabbit, Rambling dude. Rabbit. Poor right. Rambling Rabbit. His bohemian ways. I saw. I, I see this new theory online all the time where people think that Waylon Mercy is going to be involved with with what? Bray Wyatt now because it's Mercy the Buzzard. Oh, interesting. And then he he said something about a picnic last night. Yeah, I guess yeah. it was like an old Waylon Mercy promo where he did like a thing at a picnic and like I don't know. I, I've seen that floated around on social media. I don't know if I think that Bray Wyatt needs a manager because yeah, he's yeah, yeah. so good on the mic. But it could be interesting still, uh, like that Bra- that Waylon Mercy kind of like pulled him out of the yeah. whatever he when he was being nice. Bray Wyatt kind of pulled him back out of that after he you know after he was last seen or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I regardless, I liked the I liked yeah. it. I liked that it makes you guess that it's yeah. very much guessing. I liked the little kids weren't smiling at all. <laughs> um, I like that it's slowly getting Yeah, I like that it's slowly becoming darker and darker. Yep, yep. I like that. And he's embracing the darkness of it more and more. Yeah. Which is like unsettling as hell. Yes. Because that's a big dude. I very much think that this is all going to be in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm thinking too. And hopefully that will be the way it goes down. But like Lars and like Zane. We needed a match. And so at some point, this is going to break. We're going to need a match here with Bray Wyatt down the road. I'm okay with this going for like six months. Really? Yeah. And no matches? No. As long as there's changes. I can't be on that channel. As long as there's changes within the, the segments, yeah. like we're getting development along the way. Yeah, I'd be super into that. Okay. Because then it's like we have an act. Like, then it's like his character's an actual TV host. We've been watching his show for six months. And right. it does help solidify that. I'd be, I'd be totally okay with it. Okay, That's me. I don't know. Right. I would not. I, I got to see a match. It's got to lead to something, for God's sakes. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching this episode of the Raw Recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Let us know what we missed or what you thought about the show last night. Did you hate it as much as Ryan did, or did you think it was okay? <laughs> Let us know in the comments section below. Ryan, please tell people where they can follow and read everything. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website. where you can find all the top stories throughout the week. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where the videos are. You can find myself and John Roca doing these Raw and SmackDown. Recaps. You can find me, Elijah Bates, and Jamie Iovine doing Wrestling Sheet Radio, where we discuss all the top stories of the week. Roka made a guest appearance this week. Yeah, it was pretty it was rad. People seem to like it. We had a we got into a very <laughs> random discussion on who should be considered the top ten wrestlers of all time, which, which may be coming back. I, hey, I like it. I'm yeah. into it. If we get it, I'm, I'm, we're working on there something. There are plans, but yeah, uh, people definitely seem to like our conversation on that. So go make sure you check that out. I think you guys will dig it. I'm at Ryan Sat on social media. The site is at Wrestling Sheet. And also, you can find the audio of all these shows on all podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. There you go. You can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And don't forget, tomorrow we have a SmackDown Live recap after we watch the goings on tonight. We'll see what Raw stars show up on SmackDown because it's all wild cards now, I guess. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Have a great Tuesday. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. 
or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little Chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.